thank the Lord for our brothers and sisters who are playing piano, doing the projector, and leading songs for us. They spent many, many hours practicing and preparing this for us. We really thank God for that because um, they really care about you guys and for all of us. And so um, remember them in your prayers as well for the sacrifices that they've made and the time that they spent to prepare that for us. Um, this morning, uh, as I look out there, I notice that a lot of you guys are sitting with the same people that you usually sit with. Some of you are. So we're going to have a little activity to get you guys to know each other even better. Even better. And so we have some new people here. And I know there's some people who you may have seen, but you've never even talked to them before. So we have a little activity that hopefully you guys will get to know each other a little bit more. I'm going to have, <coughs> listen really carefully to this activity. I'm going to have uh, our sisters, uh, Joanna and Yuchi, come up, and they're going to give us some instructions on this activity. It's a fun activity. So. <laughs> chairs since it takes too much time to put them back. So when we tell you to break, we're going to have you guys all come over here and just find your own little place. We're going to pass out one of these pieces of paper. Don't open it until we tell you and don't show anyone, okay? So the point of this game is that you have to try to find your fellow, your match, okay? So there's going to be three of the same type of animal roaming around in this little area, okay? So you can make. Do we have a microphone? Okay, you can make noises. You can, but you can't talk. There's the minute you can't be like, what animal are you? You have to act it out. Okay. So, for example, dog. Maybe that's not. What, you have to act it out, and you can make some noises, but you cannot speak any words because animals don't speak, right? So you're gonna get a secret animal, and you have to go find your match. So there should be one or two more of your same. It's either one or two. There's a total of either two or three of the same animal roaming around in this little group. So you have to find each other, but you can't ask, you can't go up to someone and be like, hey, are you a dog? You know, you can't do that. That's awesome. Against the rules, and we're playing by the rules. So don't show anyone your little piece of paper. So you have to try to find your match, and if you, two or three, and then when you think you found, if there's, the maximum is three, so if you have three of you guys, then sit down in your little group. And at the end, you can't say like what your animal is, at the end, we're going to present to everyone else what your animal is. Yeah. Okay, and they have to get. So we're going to, you guys have to like practice your little routine and see how well you can act that out. Okay? So we're going to give you a chance, but no talking, no cheating and being like, hey, tell me what animal you are. Because we can hear you guys. This room echoes. So any words that come out are obviously not animals. Okay? So we're going to go over here. We're going to stay on that side of the chairs in this front area. Try not to mess up any chairs.
Who's Jessica Wang? Have your name tag. Okay, well, hopefully you guys know each other a little bit better. Well, we have about a day and a half left to, for you guys to get to know each other even better. So take this opportunity at this conference to meet as many people as you can. And these are, we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. So. Uh, it's good to have fellowship. It's good to have brothers and sisters that we know from all over the world that we can walk together in the Lord. So <clears throat> why don't we uh, open up with a word of prayer before we start our meeting. 
So let's all bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for loving each one of us. And I thank you for every brother and sister here in this room. We thank you that you brought us here from all over the world. And, and yet we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we thank you that, that you've given us the privilege to be called your child. And you've, you've accomplished everything on the cross for us already. And Lord, we just want to bow before you this morning. We want to proclaim that you are our Lord and you are our God. And Lord, I pray that in this next hour or so, Lord, I pray that you would really speak to our hearts. pray that you would give us an open mind, an open heart, and open ears to hear what you want to say to us. Lord, again, we pray that the words that you speak to us, Lord, may those be remembered in our hearts. And the words that are spoken from man, those words would be forgotten. Lord, we offer this following time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. So are you guys all tired and kind of sleepy? I'm a little bit. It's always takes a while to adjust, right? So the past couple of days, for those of you who who are here for the first time, um, the past couple of days we've been talking about a couple of different uh, topics. The first day we talked about who God is and, and that we went over how... A lot of times Christians, and especially those of us who grew up in Sunday school, grew up in a Christian home, we know a lot about God, but we don't really know who he is, right? If you, if you mention things about God, yeah, you know it all in your head, and you can, you can repeat everything, you can recite scripture, you, can re- you know all the stories about God and Jesus and, <coughs> and stories in the Bible, but we don't really know who God is, right? We know a lot about God. And we talked about how God is a very personal God, that he wants to live among his people. We are his people, right? He's entrusted his kingdom to us. We are in, in the kingdom of heaven. We are in the kingdom of God. And, and God wants to have fellowship with us, but it does take some effort on our part to want to know God. If we don't have the desire to want to know God, to really know God, then all we'll know throughout our whole life is we'll just know a lot about God. But that doesn't really do anything for us. Right. So the second day we talked about <coughs> how God, who we are. You know, you ask yourself, who am I? And, and we talked about a little bit about how we are God's child. Right. We are his beloved child. And as a child of God, there's two things, right, that we have. One is that we're always accepted by God. No matter what we've done, no matter what our background is, no matter where we came from, no matter what color our skin is, no matter what color your hair is or how tall you are, how skinny you are, and we're accepted by God. And no matter how many failures we've, we've done in our lives, no matter how many... Um, things that we regret doing, God still accepts us. And he not only accepts us, but he's also not ashamed of us. Right? He looks down on us. He, he looks at us and he says, you are my child and I love you. And, and the second point is that God will always love us as a child of God. You know, he's given us everything. Right? He's already given us his son, Lord Jesus. And as a child of God, you know, it's just like we gave the example of you going into your father's house or your parents' house, right? You don't, 
everything in, in their house is yours, right? When you go to the fridge, um, you don't always ask permission, right? I mean, you, when you're hungry, you just run in there and you grab, grab something to drink or grab something to eat. That's the same thing in God's house. God wants us to have that freedom because he loves us so much. And that love will never be separated from us. And so, as a child of God, it's a, it's a great privilege, huge privilege. This is the creator of the world, the God who created the heavens and the earth, has called us to be his child, and he's given us everything. There's nothing that he holds back from us. Sometimes we feel like, yeah, God, you know, the Bible says that you give us everything. Well, well where's my fancy car? Where's my Xbox? Where's all this stuff that I want? Where's all this stuff? How come, how come I'm never happy? How come I'm here? How come, how come all these bad things happen to me? And, and God places us sometimes in situations where it is a little bit difficult. It is difficult. It is hard. But he tells us that as a child of God, he's here with us. He's, we're, we're not alone. right? So, so when God is with us, he accepts us. His love is with us. And if we recognize that God has done everything for us already. It doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter if you if you uh, lose. It doesn't matter if uh, or it doesn't matter if you win. You're still a child of God, and He loves you. <coughs> so today we're going to talk about. It brings us to the topic of. So now we know who a little bit. We just kind of grazed over a little bit of who God is. Kind of grazed over a little bit about who we are. So then today we're going to talk about what do we do with that? Now that we know who God is, now that we know a little bit about who we are and kind of what that means, what do we do with that? Do we just say, oh, yeah, that's nice. I know who God is now. I know who I am. And is that it? My question to you is how, do you, how are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to live knowing that God is our creator? Now knowing who God is and knowing who we are, how is that going to change the way you live? Is it going to change the way that you live? Or are you just going to continue on and say, yeah, that's all great news. That's all good things. Okay, I'm happy. I'm just going to keep coasting how I'm, how I'm doing it right now. <coughs> well, let's look at, um, let's all turn to the book of Ephesians. We're going to look at actually quite a few verses today. And so I want you guys to, you guys can kind of focus your attention, okay? We're going to, on a couple of these verses. So please turn to Ephesians chapter 5. And for those of you who are sitting next to people who don't have a Bible or, or don't know where the book of Ephesians is, help, help, your, help your fellow brother and sister out. And you can share your Bibles with them. <coughs> so uh, I'm going to read it. Um, do most of you have NIV? NIV. Okay, I have the New American Standard. Sometimes the translation's a little bit different. I'm going to read it in my version, but I want you guys to follow, follow in your own version and read it with me, okay? So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. And we're going to go all the way through 21, okay? So I want you guys to focus. Don't lose attention, but focus on every single word here. It says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. 
and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But do not let immorality or any impurity or greed even be named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or cursed jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to God. And do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them, for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. <clears throat> so I know this passage is kind of long, but it's, this is the key to how we live a quote-unquote, you know, our Christian life. Okay, now that we know that we are a child of God, this is the secret to how we live as a child of God. So when we think of, like yesterday, when we were talking about who we are, and we think of, we think of who we are, and let's just, I'll give you a couple of examples. They might, they might not be great examples, but <clears throat> for example, if you said that you were a basketball player, okay, um, how would you live, or how would you, act like a basketball player you would think in my generation it was michael jordan okay do you guys know who he is some of you do some of you don't well michael jordan was like you know the basketball player like everyone wanted to be like mike they even made songs you know the gatorade commercial or coke commercials or whatever i would just want to be like mike and so <coughs> all the boys at least and some girls too but all the boys wanted to be like mike so what did they do? We imitated him because, oh, you think, oh, I, I want to be a basketball player. So you imitate him, right? So do you remember? I don't know. You guys probably have never seen this. Scott was telling me that I need to use someone more modern. But, but Michael Jordan in the finals against the Lakers, yeah, Laker fans, okay, <coughs> in the finals against the Lakers, there was one move that he, he, that he did. So he was driving he was coast to coast. He was driving the ball, and he went up, and he, he was, like, going to shoot it. But then Sam Perkins, kind of a bigger, taller guy, came up to try to block him. So then he went up with his right hand, 
faked him out and then switched over to his left hand. This is all in the air. Switched his left hand and then laid it up. And they kept showing replays of that. And you know what happened? They actually did like a report on like ESPN and CNN. They said they did a survey of all these boys in the U.S. Everyone after that game went outside to the basketball court and tried to do that move. And even today, even the, even the current NBA players like Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul and those guys, they would all say that when they saw Michael Jordan make that move, they immediately ran outside of the basketball court and tried to do that move, right? They tried to imitate Michael Jordan because they wanted to have that life of a star basketball player, right? And then all the boys, you know, Michael Jordan has <coughs> another signature move is that he sticks his tongue out when he drives to the hoop and dunks in your face, right? He goes, you know, he's got his, and then all the boys are out there on the basketball court with their tongues hanging out, ah, you know, driving in the hoop, trying to, trying to be like Mike, right? So we, we try to imitate someone who we want to be, right? Because we, we want to be identified. We want to say, oh, yeah, well, I want to be like Mike because I want to be a famous basketball, or I just want to be a good basketball player. So then you try to dress like him, you try to talk like him, try to shoot the ball like him. Now you guys are probably into LeBron James, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade kind of guys, and I don't know what signature moves they have, but sure they do. LeBron, I think, just dunks in your face and then just laughs at you. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> but we try to be like these people, right? And we try to imitate them, right? We try to be like them. For example, when Tiger Woods... I'm using all these old guys. You guys don't even know who these people are. Well, anyway, Tiger Woods, when he won the, the Masters, he had this one move of celebrating. He, would, he made this, he, he uh, putted it in and ran and went like this. And then so then that became his signature move. Every time he wins, he does, you know, he pumps his fist. And then now all the golfers, they put it in. They're like, yeah. You know, and then, and if you go really far back, there's this guy named Chichi Rodriguez. He had a hat and he'd like, sword his uh, little putter and then everyone tried to follow him but anyway let's see if i can use someone current i don't know anyone maybe maybe for the girls it's like michelle kwan if you're an ice skater you know i don't know if you can practice those moves not on the ice but <coughs> or or anyway it could be anyone right just think of some someone that you really kind of idolize and you're like wow that that person's really great, and I want to be like that person, right? You think, well, maybe you're a, maybe you're a musician, and there's you're really you're a violinist, and you're like, wow, you know, Isaac Stern. He's a really old guy too. Isaac Stern. You're like, man, he's he's who I want to be, and you're like practicing. You know, you've got his facial expression when he's playing, and you try to be like him, right? So that's that's when we think of who we are and how you act it out and how you live that out. We try to imitate people, right? You try to think, well, oh, that guy, he walks really cool. He's got a little, you know, swagger to his walk. And you're like, I'm going to try that. And then you start doing that, too. And in high school, people, the boys all try to act like they're thugs. So they listen to their rap music. And they're walking around. Yeah, what are we tough? So you try to imitate them, right? <coughs> you try to imitate. So our whole lives, we, I mean, sometimes it's good to have people that we look up to, but that's how we try to live out who we define ourselves, right? Or who we want to be defined as. 
And so a lot of times we, we focus on, on the things that we wear, the, thing, the way that we look, the way that we talk, the, the slang words that we use. Why do we use that? It's maybe because someone that you thought was cool used it, and you're like, oh, all right, I'll use that because you imitate them. Well, yesterday we talked about how we are a child of God. And what do, at least I can speak for boys, at least for little boys when you're growing up, who do you want to be like? You always want to be like your dad, right? At least when you're younger. When you're in middle school and high school, you think your dad's not that cool. You don't want to be like him. him. But when you're a child, which we are all children of God, we're not like, <coughs> we're not teenagers of God, we're children of God. So you always want to be like your father, right? When I was younger, whatever my dad did, I'd be like, I want to do that. If I, wanted, if I saw my dad doing that, I'd go over there with the tools and be like, hey, dad, let me help you fix this. And, you know. But let me tell you one thing. Even though you don't, as in middle school and high school, you kind of look at your parents and you're kind of like, oh, they're such losers. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. I don't want to be like them. But you know what? As you get, a lot, as you get older and older, You'll learn, you'll kind of resort back to when you were a child, and you'll think, man, now I understand what my parents went through. And, and you kind of want to be like them again. You're like, wow, they, they actually put up, I mean, they, they sacrificed a lot, and, and they did a lot of things for me. And then you want to be like them again. In this age right now, it's, it's tough. I understand. I've been there before. But regardless, as a child, you always want to be like your father. For the girls... I'm not sure. Maybe you want to be like your dad. Maybe you want to be like your mom. But regardless, we try to, we always want to be like that other person, right? And that's how we kind of define who we are. <clears throat> but as a child of God, what does the first verse in Ephesians chapter 5 says? Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. This is exactly what we were talking about. God knows how, how humans are. He knows how we are. He knows how we want to be like Michael Jordan, so we imitate Michael Jordan. So he says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Right? We are God's children, so we need to imitate God. Well, how do we imitate God? God is, well, first, that's why we have to know who God is. We can't imitate someone that we don't know, right? If, you don't, if you've never seen Michael Jordan before, how are you going to imitate him? You can't. You can't say that, oh, yeah, I want to be like him. So the first step, like we said in the first session, is we have to know who God is. We have to know who, who God is to us personally. You can't just know about someone, right, and then want to be like that person, right? If, for example, if I told you that there was some guy on the, in New York and he was great and he did all these things, blah, 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 well, you might know a lot about that person, but you're not going to want to be like that person because you have no idea who he is. Right? You don't personally know him. That's why it's so important for us as a child of God to really know who God is in a very real and personal way. Then we can understand, I want to be like God. And he tells us here, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And then it continues on. It says, and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. <clears throat> I'm just going to quickly go through these next couple of verses, uh, two through six. Um, I want you guys, even after this session, even tonight, go ahead and read this and, 
and even after the conference, read through this section and, and really allow God to change you. Allow God to show you what it means to be an imitator of God. So in verse 3, well, first of all, walk in love. You know, a lot of times we're so selfish. We're so selfish. If we want to imitate God, what did God do for us? He gave us the most precious thing that he had, the most prized possession that he had, and that was his only son. Think of the one thing that you treasure the most in your life. It might be an object. It might be a little thing. And you think that, oh, if I part with this, oh, man, I'm going to, I can't live. But this is an actual person. This is God's son, and he gave it to us. Walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up as an offering. So when we continue to walk in love, what does that mean? To live like God, be imitators of God. That means when you're talking to people, when, when you're interacting with people, when you're interacting with your family members, when you're interacting with your friends, you need to walk in love. You need to remember what the Lord has done for you and imitate that. Put down, put down yourself, put down that, that selfishness inside of us, right? <clears throat> but it, not only that, he continues on with, with verse 3. It says, But do not let immorality or any impurity or greed even be named among you as is proper among saints. That's, who are the saints? We are saints, children of God. Don't even let it be named among you. That means you don't even touch those things, Okay. Verse 4, and there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting. Let me read that in the, uh, in the NIV version so you guys can follow. It says, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather giving thanks. Um, is that verse 4 in NIV? Yeah. And so <coughs> it's easy for us to to joke around about things that we're not supposed to be joking around with. It's, it's easy for us to laugh at someone else. It's easy for us to put people down. It's easy to, to make fun of other things, other people, right? And to joke in a way that you know is not appropriate, right? You guys all know that some of the things that we talk about is not appropriate. Well, the Lord is saying, don't let any of that be in your mouth. But instead, in all things, you have to give thanks, Okay, And then it continues, verse 5, For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. What did we talk about yesterday? As a child of God, God said, Let the children come to me because these are the ones who have the kingdom of God, have the kingdom of heaven. These are the ones who the kingdom of heaven belong to. But it says here, if all of these things are seen in us, then we do not have a part in God's kingdom. So we really need to be careful. If we really want to imitate God, we have to be careful. It does take some discipline on our own part. right? It's not just, okay, I'm saved, and I know Jesus is going to forgive me, so I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. I know that when I sin, I know that I can repent, and Jesus already died on the cross for me, and all of that's done, so I can just continue to live as I am. right? You're like, well, yeah, we can never be perfect, right? And so you just continue to live on the way that you're doing. But here it says here, if you do all of these things that are mentioned, three, four, five, 
you're not going to have a part in the inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and God. It's very serious, very strict words here. And as a child of God, when we imitate God, that is our responsibility, right? <clears throat> that's, that's who we are. And that's something that we really want to be, right? It's not a set of rules, right? Just like when you, if you wanted to imitate Michael Jordan, it's not like a set of rules. You're not like, oh, man, I've got to go out to the basketball court. I've got to go imitate him to do that. It's something that you want to do, right? You go out there, and you're like, oh, I'm going to do it. And the first time you fail, you're like, oh, let me try it. Give me the ball again. You run up there. You do it, and you fall down. You're like, oh, give me it again. You keep doing it. It's something you want to do, right, to imitate Michael Jordan. But here we want to imitate God. So that means we actually have to put some effort into doing these. We actually have to consciously be aware that, okay, I, I must uh, refrain from doing some of these things because I'm not, because I want to be like God. And I, as a child of God, this is, this is what I need to do. I need to walk in love. When, you're about, when someone does something bad to you and you're about to you know, punch them back or yell at them or cuss them out, chew them out, what does it say in verse 2? Walk in love just as Christ has loved you. So it's something that takes practice, just like if you were to practice, you know, being like whoever you want to be. It takes practice, and it, but it's something that we have to want to do. It's not just a set of rules. It's not just me up here telling you this is a list of things that you must do or God saying you must do A, B, C, D in order to be accepted in my house. It's something that as a child of God we should want to do. Right? It's not something, it's not a burden. <clears throat> so we continue on. We're going to go to uh, verse 6. It says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. You can either be sons of God or sons of disobedience. The sons of disobedience will have to face the wrath of God. Okay, but, at, but we are all children of God, so that's a good thing. So we don't have to face that. Right. If you go on, therefore, do not be partakers with them. It's so easy at school when when your friends, when you're in your little groups and your friends are doing things that you just you know, it's not right. You know, it's not right. You don't even have some things. You don't even have to be taught that it's wrong, but you just know it's wrong. Well, the Bible says here, therefore, do not be partakers with them. Just don't do it. Sometimes it's really hard. It's a lot easier to be. To, to be said than done, right? When you're around with peer pressure, all of your friends are doing it. Like, come on, just do it. Don't be such a loser. Just do it. But here it says, do not be partakers with them. It's not easy to stand up like that. It really is not easy. It's not easy to to stand up among your friends and and say, you know what? I I don't want to do what you're doing. It's really not. Verse 8, it says, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are children of, of the Lord. Uh, uh, ch- you are, sorry. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And it goes on, For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So what does that mean when we're a child of God? We are a child of light. What does light do? Light shows things, right? Without light, you can't see. Without light, you don't know where to go. So as a child of the, of the Lord, as a child of light, we need to show the world God's way, right? 
we have to be a beacon so that, you know, if it's dark out there, people are like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, I see the light. Let's follow the light. Well, that's what we have to be, children of light. In a whole world of evil and darkness, <coughs> we have to be that source of light where people are going to go, yeah, there's the light. There's something different about that person right there. Why is that person so happy? Why is that person, you know, doing good? Why is that person, you know, praying when they're eating? What, what, is, what is going on with that person? We have to be a source of light to the world. Okay. And then um, let's take a look at, we're going to jump all the way down to verse, uh, verse 15 through 17. It says, therefore... Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand that the will of, what, the, what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So the Lord reminds us. I, I mean, I think I don't need to elaborate on this verse. It's very clearly stated right here. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise men, making the most of your time. You know, as when you're at your age, you think you, you think that you're going to live forever. You think that you don't see the end, right? Because you guys are still young. When you start getting older, you realize, oh man, I really don't have a lot of time. Like when you get to my age, when you're 30, I look at myself and I think, wow, you know, statistically speaking, more than a third of my life is over already, you know, or I'm getting close to about half my half the length of how I'm supposed to live. Statistically speaking, you know, men live to about 70 ish. If you're good, if you're healthy, maybe you'll get to 80. I'm already 30. I'm almost halfway there already. So you don't have a lot of time. So God is telling you, do not be foolish in the ways that you walk. But make the most of your time because the days are evil. As a child of God, we have to take every opportunity to walk as children of light in every situation. But you know what? God understands sometimes we fail. God understands that sometimes it's difficult to stand up. And he's so merciful to us and he never leaves us. He's going to be right there with us. <coughs> Let me, let me point out another verse. Let's all turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is another, another aspect of being a child of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 says this, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were entreating through us. We are ambassadors of Christ. Do you know what an ambassador is? Do you guys know? I actually wasn't really sure myself, so I had to... I forgot where I got this definition. Maybe I wikipedia it. But it says this. A diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by one sovereign or state to another as a resident representative. You know, I, I never fully understood the definition of what an ambassador is. I knew that they were you know, guys from different countries that kind of represent their country. But I, I didn't know. They were a diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by one sovereign, sovereign or state to another as its resident representative. 
Well, here in 2 Corinthians it says, we are ambassadors, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. That means that we are God's highest ranking resident representative of the kingdom of God, each one of us. Highest representative, highest ranking representative in the house of God. That's who we are. That's what God calls us to be. And that's something that we want to be as a child of God. Just like, sorry, I keep using Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the best basketball player. Right? He's the high, highest, you know, whatever. And everyone wants to be like him. Well, as imitators of God, we want to be, we don't want to set the standard low, right? We always want to shoot for the best, right? God's standards are high, and that's what we want. We want to be his highest ranking representative. Okay, so what does the representative do? They go to the, <coughs> let's say there's a representative from another country that comes here. Is he going to, he's not going to make his country look bad, right? He's not going to go, he's not going to dress up like, you know, Joe Blow and shorts and, you know, hair messed up, you know, kind of like, hey, I'm from Italy and uh, we have some good wine, we have some good pasta. And so, you know, as a representative, you're representing the country, right? So they're going to come in and they want to present that, you know, I'm, I'm from Italy and I'm, we have the best, or whatever, you know. You're the highest ranking official. And each one of us is the highest ranking diplomatic resident representative of the kingdom of God. So no matter where you go, you are an ambassador for Christ. And that's what a child of God is. So when you're in the middle of all of your friends and they are doing stupid things or doing things that you know you should not be doing doesn't change the fact you're still an ambassador for Christ. And what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to represent the kingdom of God. Right? So that means you have to stand firm. That means you have to you have to understand that I am a representative of God. Of God. Would a representative of God, I need to be, show them who God is. If I participate in doing what they're doing, am I going to really show them who God is? It's not something out of pride that you're like, you guys are all a bunch of sinners. And then I'm not saying that you're going to go out into the world and tell people and look down on people in the world and say, you're a sinner. I'm a representative of God. God is, we can't forget Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. It says, walk in love. You can be an ambassador of Christ and walk in love. Right? It doesn't mean that you go around judging people. Everyone's a sinner. Everyone does stupid things. We do stupid things. But we have to be remember that we're an ambassador for Christ. But yet we have to walk in love. Okay. And so it's really important that we that we remember these things. I know this I know this message is a little bit heavier than the than the ones from yesterday and before, but it's a really important one. And we have to remember, we have to recognize who God is. We have to know who God is. We have to know who we are. And we have to live out who we are. Okay. So let's look at, um, for example, um, if you're in Ephesians, already, turn to uh, chapter 4, verse 29. <coughs> it says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear. 
Can someone read that in the NIV? Who has an NIV? Anyone? NIV? I don't know if the translation is different. Who? Franklin, can you, can you read it really loud and clear for us, please? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ah, so it may benefit those who need it. In my version, it says edify according to the need of the moment. And then it follows and says that it may give grace to those who hear. <coughs> A lot of times, the way that we talk doesn't edify you know if there's if someone is if someone is in is getting made fun of or if someone if you're putting down someone do we just go over there and continue to put them down or do we go over there and say words of encouragement to that person and then it also says that it may give grace to those who hear as an ambassador of christ we have to bring blessing to people we have to bring grace to people the words, every single word that comes out of our mouth needs to be a source of blessing for people. That's what God is. When God was in this world, when Jesus came into this world, every single word that came out of his mouth was a source of blessing to people. And that's something when we imitate God, when we think about imitating God, that's what we need to have. Every word that comes out of our mouth. Remember in chapter 5 it says, No silly talk, no coarse jesting, should come out of our mouth. And then it says, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear it. So as an ambassador of Christ, we bring God's blessing. We represent the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of heaven is full of blessing. So the next time... You open your mouth, even as we leave this place, even as, as you talk amongst yourself, even right now. Every single word that comes out of your mouth needs to be a source of blessing to the person you're talking to. And we need to remember that, because when Christ was in this world and he said things, every single word was a blessing. Another aspect is, um, <clears throat> how can we do all of this? I know at the beginning I said, yeah, it does take some of our own effort, right? It does take something that we want to have. We want to have this because we look up to God. We look, we, that's our standard. We want to be like God. But how do we do it? God doesn't just say, yeah, I want, I, I'm telling you to imitate me, but then here's the playbook. Here you go. He's not like that, right? He, what happened when after he resurrected and went up to the right hand of God, what did he say? I will not leave you here as orphans. I'm not going to just ditch you. He's, the Lord Jesus didn't say, I came in this world, I did my thing, I died on the cross, took your sins away, you guys are all forgiven, thank you very much, I'm out of here. He didn't say that. He didn't ditch us. He didn't leave us here. And then we're all toiling, struggling, oh, life is so hard, it's so hard to stand up against peer pressure, but then God wants me to. Oh, it's so hard to read the Bible, but God wants me to. Uh, it's so hard to love my neighbor, but God wants me to. He didn't just leave us and say, here you go, do it. <coughs> he gave us something very important. He gave us something called the Holy Spirit, right? 
gave us his helper, which is the Holy Spirit, which is God. Right. For those of you, I won't go into the details of it, because it, but the Holy Spirit is God. Right. It's God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. He is the he is God. And he left the Holy Spirit here so that we could understand things. You know, <coughs> you guys, I don't think you guys were there for Lance Lambert's message the first night. But that's one of his most important points is that we have to recognize the Holy Spirit. And for even the young ones like us in this room. It's easy for us to know who God the Father is. We've heard that a lot. It's easy for us to know who Jesus is, the Son. The Holy Spirit we may have heard before from our parents, from the preachers, from the Sunday school teachers, but we don't really know who the Holy Spirit is. And we just know it's a name that's thrown back and forth. Yeah, it's God, something about God. But the Holy Spirit is is God. Remember in in morning devotion when we were reading Psalm 51 yesterday morning? What did it say in verse 11? If you have if you have it handy, you can turn to it. Otherwise, you can listen to me read it. It says, "Do not cast me away from thy presence, and do not take thy Holy Spirit from me." This is David in the pit. He just committed a great sin. And yet he's saying, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Why does he say that? Because he knows that the Holy Spirit is God himself in his life. He knows that the Holy Spirit is what protects him. The Holy Spirit is what opens his eyes so that he can see things. He, he knows that the Holy Spirit is, is, is his communication with God. And so we, <coughs> we all have that. And that's the driving force. That's the... That's like the, I was going to say, it's like the energizer bunny inside of us and gives us strength, but that's really, that's really not, what, not what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is so much, it is our driving force, but it's so much more than that. It's our communication with God. It gives us the power to stand up in peer pressure. It gives us the power to be able to love your neighbor. It gives you the power to obey your parents even though you don't want to it gives you the power to to uh to pray for another person the holy spirit is so important and without the holy spirit we cannot live out who we are all the things we cannot imitate god without the holy spirit right we can we can try we can say yeah god i'm trying to follow all these lists the whole list of what to do what to don't do the whole the whole bible i feel like is just a list of laws anything that i want to do i can't do all the things that you know it says here love my neighbor i hate my neighbor i don't want to love my neighbor it's impossible for me to do it the holy spirit is what gives us that power to do it and gives us that communication with God. <laughs> so when it says, when every time someone says filled by the Holy Spirit, it means to be filled with God. Okay, so, so that's one thing that we really have to understand when we think, I know Holy Spirit seems like such an abstract thing that we can't, I mean, what is the Holy Spirit? Where is it? You know, I can't grab it. I can't hold it. I can't see it. But it's inside of us. It's inside of us. And we have to recognize that we have to protect it. As long as we don't protect it and the Holy Spirit is gone, that's when we start doing the stupid things. That's when we start becoming weak. That's when we start um, going with the flow. 
we do the stupid things that our friends are doing. That's when, when peer pressure comes, we're not able to stand. So we have to recognize that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And that's how we live the life of, as a, of a child of God. <coughs> so, so when we consider these three topics that, that we've mentioned, who God is, who am I, and how do I live that out, we really need to come before God honestly. What I want you to do is tonight when you're, when you're in, hopefully you're not staying up, but when you're, before you go to bed, find, find even a couple of minutes, just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to know who you are. I know a lot about you. I can, I can name all of your stories. I know everything about you, but I want to know who you really are. Lord, help me to live out the life of a child of Christ. Help me to be an ambassador for Christ. So when we, <clears throat> the things that we talked about really just graze over. We just touch the surface of, of who God is, who we are, and how we live out the life of Christ. But it's something that when, with the Holy Spirit inside of us, they can continue to grow. So I hope that even though Holy Spirit seems like a parent term, a term that your parents use, a term that old Christians use, that doesn't relate to me. I hope that you'll really understand that that's, that's our source of God's life in us today. That's how we communicate with God. And that, in fact, is God. So why don't we just bow with a word of prayer and... Uh, and I'll close with a word of prayer. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you so much that, that you always accept us for who we are. And I thank you for being so patient with us. Lord, I thank you that you called the things that you created out of dust to be your children, to be your ambassador. Lord, that's something that we can ne- will never be able to comprehend. But, Lord, that's how much you love us. You love us to the point where you actually want us to represent you. Lord, help us to see who you are for real. Help us to see who we are for real. And help us to see and help us to know how to live as a child of God, as a beloved child of God. Every morning when we wake up, Lord, remind us of the fact that you love us. Remind us of the fact that you gave us everything and you're never going to withhold anything from us. Lord, teach us how to walk in love. And Lord, from the most practical thing in our life, help us to, to represent you. Help us to live out that life. And Lord, teach us what the Holy Spirit means. For many of my young brothers and sisters here, a lot of, and, and even for myself, a lot of times these are just terms and Christian words that we throw out there. Lord, help us to really understand what it is. Help us to experience what the Holy Spirit is. Lord, may you have mercy on each one of us. And as we go from this meeting place and, and, and as we leave the conference, Lord, I pray that you would really hold us tight in your hands and remind us of, of the things that, that, that are from above. And Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> so I went o- a little bit over time, but... Um, We're still going to end at 1130, but there is one more activity that we're going to do. And I'm going to quickly have uh, uh, Joanna and and Yuchi come up to to explain it to us. So I want you, we don't have a lot of time, I apologize, but I need you guys to really listen carefully.
carefully, okay, for the instructions. Scenarios, real life scenarios. So it could be 